0: Welcome to the Just Fucking Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, business and manifestation mentor, and I'm known as the Thrive Queen. This podcast is where we talk about sex, health, spirituality, business, and living life on your own terms. My clients are go-getters, action takers, and do not settle for anything other than living a fuck-yes life. I'm obsessed with helping you thrive in all areas of your life, and if that vibes with you, Welcome. I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, beautiful human, and welcome back to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. Today, we are talking all about my sex life. Um, I have a few ones planned for my sex life, and I'm really excited for them. Um, One of them is this one where I'm talking about how I went from a consistent place of self-hate and self-doubt and negativity to a place of thriving in my sex life. And in my sexuality, I also have one planned where there's a QA and a with Joe and I, which is going to be really fun. I also might just do that one live on Instagram because I haven't gone live in a while, but we will see. Um, and yeah, I haven't actually planned the rest. So I got two planned for you guys, this one and another one. But let's get into today's topic. And please excuse the construction outside of my house. You will just possibly hear beeping the entire time. I cannot wait until they finish fucking building these uh, houses and apartment complexes behind my house. Um, So just bear with me through that. And some epic content for you guys today. I'm really excited for it because obviously I love to talk about my sex life. And sex has always just been a natural topic for me to really be open with. And I just don't think that it has to be some taboo topic that's like hidden that we shouldn't talk about you know and for me I didn't really grow up in like a super religious family there were definitely way more families who were way more religious where you know sex was like banned and you know you couldn't have sex until you were married and um you know you know there was just a lot more of a Christian kind of realm for a lot of people And although my family um, is a combination of Greek Orthodox and Catholic and Christian, born-again Christian, um, I just never really experienced a super, like, constricting way of talking about sex. Like, my family was always kind of of pretty open. Like, they would joke around about it, and some people were really open with it and their sexuality, and... (sighs) you know, normalize it and others, um, you know, would flip the fuck out. But my mom and I guess mainly my mom was the biggest influence in my life. Um, She was always just kind of open. I don't think we ever talked about it. I don't think we ever like, you know, really spoke that much about it. But especially growing up, like no one ever had the birds and the bees talk with me. I'm sure they probably didn't with you either. I don't know anybody who actually had that talk. (laughs) Joe and I are always like, does anybody's parents who are like, you know, part of the past generation ever fucking talk to people, talk to their kids about that? Um, but yeah, we didn't have that kind of a talk. And I didn't, I don't think I share with my mom like when I lost my virginity or anything like that. I'm pretty sure she knew. But, uh, you know, it wasn't hush hush. It wasn't banned. But it also wasn't like out in the open with my mom, at least. But,. Um, For me, it was always just something I couldn't tell you why. I don't fucking know why the trigger happened, but it was always just something that I was open about. I'm a very sexual human. I always have been. And um, yeah, I always had friends that, for the most part, I had a good group of friends that were really open about that. I guess it also helped that the fact that I went to performing arts high school and everybody was, for the most part, open about everything. Maybe that's why. No, because even in junior high school... Like, I was just always really flirty, always really just kind of embracing that, but I was never, like, a slut, you know what I mean? Like, you know how we talk about people who are slutty? Like, now I think I'm definitely slutty, but back then I don't really think I was. I think I went on the more classier side, and I think it can be both. But, uh, yeah, I had always just, like, I don't know, just, I never, like, hooked up with a bunch of guys, and I think maybe I've had sex with maybe 11 people, I think, and I'm 30 now, and I've been with Joe for a very long time. I think 11 actually high. It might be 7. Um, 7 or 11. I always forget. Um, but, yeah, even though I was always sexual, even though I was always really just, like, clearly wanting it, or, you know, I, I also really hit it. So, like, I was very sexual. I was very open about things, and I'm just a very open human. I really always have been. But... I was still blocking myself from actually embracing my desires and actually feeling really comfortable. So, like, it was, like, on the one hand that I was very sexual and, you know, I was very open about that and have kind of always been known for talking about about it, especially among my, my friends. But... On the other hand, I also was always very self conscious. So, like, having that desire to be very sexual and having that innate innateness to be really sexual combined with the feeling really self conscious really just fucked with me. I remember an experience in junior high school where I liked a dude and we were at my friend's house and, like, he had a friend and, you know, her and I were kind of hooking up with the other two and, I remember just, like, being there, like, you know, feeling really turned on, feeling really excited. He was super hot. Like, even looking back as a teenager, he was super fucking hot. I don't know what he looks like now. But, um, you know, I was I was really excited. I, you know, was a big flirt. We would always text and, you know, sext and stuff like that, even though I don't think I lost my virginity until I was, I think, 15 a sophomore in high school or a junior in high school? I think a junior in high school, so maybe almost 16, something like that, I don't know. Um, but this was in, in junior high school, and when it came down to it, like the actual experience of me hooking up with somebody else, the actual, um, you know, having somebody else enjoy my body was very uncomfortable, and it wasn't something that, like, as I got older, it got better inherently. You know, I think when you're younger and you first start hooking up with people it can feel, you know, very scary and very nerve-wracking even though you want it. But, you know, it's something that in- innately gets better as you get older because you get more comfortable with yourself and it's something that's not new anymore, you know. And you know how to speak up for yourself, but for me, I still felt very silenced. You know, even after I'd been with um, my boyfriend for a long time, even after, you know, we had sex a ton of times, like I just never fully felt free or worthy of good sex or worthy of being touched. You know, um, I remember in the beginning of Joe and I being together, he, Joe's my current husband or my only husband. (laughs) I've never been married before this. Um, I remember in the beginning of my relationship with him, maybe like the first, even like six years, we've been together almost 10, we're going on 10 years this year um, or next year rather. But, uh, maybe the first six years, like, he would kiss my stomach and I would just flip the fuck out. I would, like, push, push his face away from it. Um, when I was younger, like, having a guy eat me out was just really fucking uncomfortable. And it's gotten better, um as I have gotten older and more comfortable with myself, but it's still it was still one of those things for a very long time that was really uncomfortable, even though I really liked it, as long as the dude was good. Many dudes also suck at it. It's just the way that it is. So you kind of have to teach them, in my experience, which is fine. But, you know, like even having conversations around that, around, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, and so I like this, but I don't like this. You know, like there's a certain level of comfortability you have to have with yourself in order to feel safe, Um, expressing it to other people. So when Joe would come and kiss my stomach or eat me out or whatever, you know, there would be a point when it would be happening where I would start talking really negatively about myself, telling myself that my stomach looked really gross, telling myself, I don't know, that my vagina was too fat, telling myself that, you know, like psyching myself out of actually enjoying it. You know, and that fucking sucks. It sucked to have sex that way. I never felt like it was pleasurable for me, like it was, but it also, like, I felt bad asking for more or asking for things or stating what I needed. You know, and for me, it came from deep rooted, just self hate, deep rooted um, self hate for my physical body, deep rooted, like, you know, sex is very physical. And so, in order to be comfortable in that physical setting, You have to be comfortable with yourself physically and you also have to be comfortable with yourself internally so it was like all of these things combined you know like I wanted to have a really good sex life I was always really fucking sexual I had really desired it I was a really big flirt all of these things but I had never fully actually explored that for myself and when I started to with Joe and my last boyfriend and stuff like that it was still like there was something just blocking you know, the self-hate, this, the fact that I would binge all of the time, the fact that I was always half starving or just overeating, um, the fact that I was constantly comparing myself to other people, like, it just, it was an exhausting way of fucking being, that when somebody takes your clothes off, like, you're literally just allowing them to see you, see you, see all of you, and it's very confronting, it's very vulnerable, you know, And so I guess the point in which it turned was when I started to really heal my relationship with food and heal my relationship with my body. It was at a time in my life when I was probably the smallest I have ever been and like the leanest and one of the most fittest. And it was just like that really didn't have an impact on it because after that I had gained a decent amount of weight and I still felt the same you know what I mean so it's not like I had gotten down to a certain weight and then I felt comfortable it was I was at that certain weight and certain look and certain level of fitness and I still fucking hated myself I was still struggling with binge eating I was still struggling with starving myself over exercising overworking myself all of these things hating myself comparing myself so it wasn't the weight but it was but that's happened that happened to be like the time at which I started to realize, oh shit, I have a problem. Like I don't love myself. I hate myself so much that even when I look like this, even when I look fucking like insane and have an ideal body, I still, you know, I'm not finding myself sexy. I'm still not allowing him to touch me. I'm still, I'm still silencing it, you know? And back then I used to, I was drinking, I don't want to say like heavily, like I had a problem, but I definitely was drinking at least, you know, two times a week, three, four or five drinks or whatever, getting tipsy or drunk. My alcohol tolerance was actually pretty high. I remember, I think it was February of 2019. Um, I remember Joe and I went out to eat and like, we had two bottles of wine and I felt fine. And I was like, huh, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be like a bottle of wine (laughs) you know and I laugh because I just remember how that that feeling of like I just consumed a ton of calories and a ton of alcohol and I don't feel anything that's not good, you know, so it was like a con- conglomeration of things where I had this specific body and I was still binging and I was still, you know, in a spiral of self hate and I was still just so fucking negative. And then I was drinking a lot and I wasn't actually feeling anything from the alcohol. And it was just a lot of different things where I realized something's wrong. Like I have a problem in, in so many ways and I just want to feel fucking sexy. Like I just want to thrive. I just want to feel fucking good you know and yes I would love my body to stay this lean and yes I would love to build my business and I did all of those things and you know it wasn't any of those things that catapulted me into a feeling of sexiness it was really just starting to notice that holy shit I have I have a problem in so many ways and I want to shift it you know I think when you get to a point of awareness that's when the healing starts when you start to put the like two and two together and you're like shit I don't feel good you know, and So for me, that was the start of me feeling sexier in my body and me really realizing that something else had to be out there, that I didn't have to live my life in this way. Because if I chose this path, if I had these actions and I had these thoughts and I had this amount of self-hate, then what would it look like if I literally just had the opposite every single day? What would it look like if, you know, when he went down on me, I stopped allowing myself to tell myself I was disgusting in some way and judging myself. What would it look like if (sighs) I stopped binge eating and I stopped, um, you know, starving myself because it's been years and years and years of doing this and it sucks. (laughs) It sucks so badly. Oh my goodness. Um, You know, what would it look like if I stopped working jobs I hated And finally went after something that I desired. You know, it started becoming very, my thought patterns, my choices started becoming very selfish. They started becoming very self-centered. They started becoming very positively self-centered. It stopped being about me comparing myself to everybody else and trying to, you know, show up for everybody else. And it started to become solely about me. My mornings became about me. My afternoons became about me. My work became about me. What did I want? You know, it started to become the first time in my life where I started asking myself that. You know, at the time, I didn't realize that my sex life was going to change so much but it did, looking back on it, just with these, you know, shifts, I knew I wanted a better sex life, I knew I wanted to feel sexy, and I knew that I had achieved, you know, my dream body without even feeling any better, and I was like, oh, it wasn't about the body ever, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's not, just like business isn't about the money ever, like, yes, it is, but it's more so about how fulfilled you are, it's more so about how much you love your life, it's more so about, you know, with even with your body, it's more so about your, your food intake and how good you feel and how nourished you feel. And I think that me just realigning myself to thrive, me just realigning myself to positively focus like on myself r- for the first time ever just started shifting everything. You know, when you live in, I lived in such a bad fucking place of self hate for so long, self criticism judgment and then looking at other people and feeling really down about myself like that it just it fucks with you it fucks with your self-confidence it fucks with your self-love and that all fucks with your sex life you know and I think we have the world entirely has it backwards you know we take pictures and we post them on Instagram and we post the best fucking picture when I was younger and I was marketing myself on Instagram as solely like a fitness influencer person and I would just post my strength training workouts um you know I would post my body basically daily and I, I do that too now and I'm definitely way more naked now <laughs> but uh back then it was like I took 75 pictures of myself in the same position and I you know would hate all of them and I would pick one of them Be like oh okay that's the best one out of all of them meanwhile they if I went back they probably would all look the same I don't have them anymore though Um, but I would just spend hours and hours scrolling through them and criticizing myself and comparing them to other people and telling myself how I needed to be better and then put my macros in and count my macros for the day before I ate and tell myself I'm not gonna eat chocolate today and tell myself I'm gonna do this much amount of cardio and it was just an exhausting way to live you know and I think when you're exhausted inherently the the thing you feel is not sexy (laughs) you know like And so the world focuses on this, like, external appearance to make yourself feel sexy. And I'm not saying your external appearance doesn't mean anything. Like, my external appearance means a lot to me, and I don't really feel bad for saying that. Like, I still feel, like, a little bit wrong, but I don't feel bad because it's just my truth, and I'm here to share my truth. So it's not that, like, I don't give a fuck about what I look like or how I what I wear or my body fat levels or how much muscle mass I see like of course I love having jacked quads I love having a big ass I love having one that's shaped because my glutes are strong I love seeing arm definition and shoulder definition and back definition and ab definition but it's not the determinant of my happiness in fact the way that I show up for myself and the way that I dress and the way that I look is actually a byproduct of the amount of love I have for myself and the way that I'm treating my body and how good I'm treating my body right and so it's just backwards and I think that most of I know for a fact because I've coached thousands of humans in health and in business combined and it's just everybody struggles with the same thing we're so focused on chasing the external thing and the external is the answer and back when I was talking about like the first shifts that I was making back in 2019 and my self-love and healing my relationship with my body and stuff like that um, I noticed this because I had spent almost I, I think it was nine years at that point nine years focusing on just getting the external success I had the degrees I had the body I had the strength I had you know the the fiance I had um the the businesses that I was trying. I had so many things externally. You know, I was a hard fucking worker. I was so brilliant. I was finishing up my master's program and I chose not to, but you know, I was just like, this this isn't it. None of this makes me feel sexy. None of this makes me fucking happy. Why am I doing this? You know, and again it's that awareness. It's that awareness that when you look and you objectively look at your life and your choices and your thoughts and where you're living from, what intention you're living from, you realize it was never actually about you in the first place, and then when you start to shift all of that inherently, you feel sexier, you know. And when you start to realize that, it, you know, in order to look good, you have to feel good. You know, you hear all of these stories of people who lost the weight and didn't feel any better. We've all been there. I get. I can guarantee, <laughs> you know, that when you were you know when you looked a certain way or when you were at a certain love body fat level or whatever you still thought that you were gross in some way maybe not those exact words but there was some part of you that felt disgusted in some way and felt like you needed to fix something more and now you look back and you're like what (laughs) you know and it's about working with that cycle and this is something we do in inside out this is why i'm talking about this topic not just because it's my truth and it's you know how my sex life has changed and I'm going to go into a little bit further detail about how my like actual sex life has changed and what that looks like now um, but Inside Out is the program to help you through these steps, to help you through the choosing of you first, the prioritization of you and to help you take all the things that I know about feeling sexy from the inside out, healing your relationship with your body and food and movement, getting strong because strong is fucking sexy, we know that strong getting gaining strength is also the way to actually getting the body that you want um, and then nourishing yourself really fucking well and those are the steps that I take you through an inside out how to mastering how you eat how you move and how you sex And so you guys have about a week left, a little less than a week to to join in. And if you're a health coach and you're listening and you're like, how how are you helping people and not just giving nutrition and fitness advice? Like, how do you do this deeper work? You can join Inside Out if you also want to do it for yourself. But if you want to, but if you feel like, "Eh, I don't really need to do that for myself. I actually um, just want to learn the skills to help my clients. Then you can join the Integrated Coach Academy. I'll put that down below as well. Um but let's get into like the juicy part. You heard some weird stuff about when I was a teenager and my sex life or hookup life then, but uh let's talk about what my sex life looks like now. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. It honestly it's changed so much over the past few like weeks and few months overall. Joe and I have gotten super fucking kinky. <laughs> Never thought I would be saying those words. Um But yeah, after I healed my relationship with my body, and I think it's a work in progress, always, always, always deeper levels of healing, um, I just started to feel more free. I started to wear lingerie that actually felt good. I started to tell him what I liked and what I didn't like. And I started to, to just explore more. Explore more, take power in sex, or be more submissive in sex, and just allow myself to play out kind of different roles or different fantasies that, uh, I had always had always seen whether it's in porn or whatever. Something that's really changed in mine and Joe's life recently is like, we've been watching a lot less porn. When we were younger, we would watch a lot of it. I definitely have watched a ton of it, especially when I was younger before I was, you know, having sex often. Um, and you know, we just feel like, masturbating kind of (laughs) sucks like I think it's good and I think it's a self-exploration I think it's important so you can know what you like know what feels good and stuff like that but for me especially because I have a husband I really value that intimate connection between two people and recently we've just decided like hey let's you know if we masturbate fine but let's try and, you know, just explore each other more and make it more of like an us thing versus, you know, uh, when he's out on a walk, I'm going to masturbate, which used to happen very often. He would go out for a walk in the morning and then I would masturbate and then I would probably go out for a walk and then he would probably do it. (laughs) And uh, I was just like, why are we doing this? You know, and I think sometimes you just want to do it for yourself and it feels really good and that's fine. But for me, it's kind of like a... There's something missing to it. Um, And so we've just decided to really not, not really watch porn as much as, you know, we can like control it more. Um, And I, I think that's kind of complicated because it can give you ideas and it can show you out different fantasies and then you can kind of take that and put it into your real life if you want. Or sometimes there's things you just want to watch that you really would never do or have no desire to do right now, but it's still enticing. Um, and that's fine. Like, I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do. Watch porn, masturbate if you want. Um, but for me at this stage, it just does, I, I'd rather have more of an integration with him than just an individual experience, if that makes sense. Um, and I found that the more that I kind of masturbated, the less I would want sex with him. You know, it became more so about just like, okay, me feeling good than the intimacy between us. And for me, that was a red flag. For me, that was like, wait, I don't want sex with my husband who's literally going to come home in 20 minutes. But I want, you know, to come or I want to, you know, feel this. And that was like a red flag because I was just like, well, why don't I want to do it with him? you know and I think like it could be a red flag it could not be a red flag but it's important for you to assess what's coming up for you and for me it was a red flag um another thing that has massively shifted like I said before is we've gotten super kinky so we bought some some new sex toys recently some like vibrators and whips and stuff like that um we've had stuff over the years but I always kind of felt like I was doing it for him I was never actually doing it for me like he likes this so I should do it you know, he likes this, so I should try this, he likes when I wear this, so I should try wearing this, even though I feel really uncomfortable in it, um, you know, and I think there's a certain level of things that I'm willing to do for him, because he likes it, and he's willing to do certain things, because I like it, both, like, you know, when we're fucking, and when we're not, but there, there has to be boundaries, you know, you have to be willing to say yes to this and no to this solely because you want it or you don't want it. And your partner kind of just has to be okay with it. You know, and for a long time, I didn't actually realize that I didn't actually hmm, think it was okay for me just to say, no, we're not doing this. You know, I would always like kind of try or I'll give you an example, like anal sex is not a thing that I like. Um, I've had it i don't want to say plenty of times before but a good amount of times like not just like once or twice you know what i mean and the only times i've ever liked it, this is embarrassing but truthful is when i've pooped on the dude (laughs) it's happened i want to say three times and one time really bad to somebody that i was hooking up with i was actually cheating on my ex-boyfriend with this dude and that's that's what i fucking get for cheating but anyway um yeah we just like were having sex and all of a sudden he just ran into the bathroom and he didn't say anything and it took me like a good year to try and figure out about what the fuck happened because he didn't actually open up about it we had sex after that but uh now I realize oh I, he probably had a ton of shit on his dick <laughs> I mean what do you expect it goes in like that's gonna happen but that's probably the only time it's ever felt really good and like that just doesn't if I have to poop on you for it to feel good for me I don't know it doesn't, doesn't seem like I want to do it. <laughs> so I used to try and force myself to do it. And I used to actively force myself to do it. Um, not all the time, but like, you know, if Joe would try enough, I would be like, okay, like that's okay, let's do it. I've turned him down, you know, five times. Let me do it this time. Now I'm just like hard no, hard fucking no. You know, so when it comes to having a really good sex life or anything in your life, you have to have strong boundaries on what, you do want and what you don't want and people have to be okay with that if they're going to be in your life and especially when it comes to sex so as we have been um you know exploring different toys and different positions and different dynamics in the bedroom it has required me to learn to speak up for myself you know and in order to do that I had to go through the process of learning what it was like to say yes to things that I wanted to say no to things that I want that I didn't want. You know outside of the bedroom and then allow that to come inside of the bedroom and so I think some people like start with the bedroom like it teaches them boundaries they get involved in kink and they learn to ask what they want and what they don't want and have somebody else respect it for the first time for me that has to happen outside first and then I could bring it inside like I have to have that trust outside in order to bring it into the bedroom and I had to have that trust with myself You know, and I think sex and kink and what you do want and what you don't want, it's just an important part of just exploring yourself. You know, there's different levels of kinkiness or different levels of things that you might want to try. And um, it's okay. (laughs) You know, it gets to be fun. And I think part of what I used to be scared of about having fun with sex like this is... Like I was so scared that I was gonna want something and then go back on it and then start fucking flipping out about it, you know. Um, for example, you guys maybe know, maybe you maybe you know that we have been uh, manifesting a threesome. We have been talking about having a threesome for many years now, and I feel like we're at a really good place. And part of me is like, fuck. What if I like start to go through with it and then I. I just decide I don't want it. I decide it's not for me. I decide I get really fucking angry at the bitch and I want to punch her in the face. Like, you know, what happens? And I've had that conversation with him. Like, we've played out different scenarios where it's like, hey, what if we go through this? And then one of us starts flipping out. What are we going to do in that moment? You know, and having that support, knowing that I may disappoint him, knowing that it may get to a point where, um you know, someone's even in our bed and I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You need to leave right now. You know, knowing that he would be disappointed and the girl and, you know, having to deal with that. But knowing that you have support from yourself, knowing that you've already talked about that, you know, and being able to change your mind, I think is a big thing. It's a big thing in life, too. Like you can do something and then be like, eh, nope, don't want that. Or you can try out a relation be like, eh, nope, don't want that. But I think for the most part, we just never try because we're so scared of what's going to happen if we change, you know, change our mind. And that's okay. And that's something that I constantly have to talk to with John, like, hey, I'm kind of anxious about this. I'm nervous about this, you know, and really get him on board with my psychology. And I might feel crazy, I might sound crazy, I might change my mind again, two hours later. And that's just okay. (laughs) You know, and I think just, there's a different level of self-respect that you get to have when you're exploring your sex life, you know, it's about respecting yourself and your desires and what you don't want, and it's about only having partners who do respect that as well, you know, and there have been times in Joe's and mine's sex life, even yesterday, where, like, he would do something, for example, like, he basically had me tied up, and he was using the, a flogger on me, which is, like, a, a whip type thing it doesn't it doesn't hurt unless you do it continuously in the same spot um, and you know we have a safe word we have you know uh, communication around it so he knows how far he can go and I know when to listen to it and stuff like that and I know that I'm safe and I can say something and he'll immediately stop but uh, he likes being touched in his feet and I fucking hate that I hate it don't kiss my feet don't touch my feet it is ticklish it hurts I just, I will kick you in the face if you do it. So just don't touch it. And so yesterday as he had me tied up, he like whipped my feet and it wasn't hard. It didn't like, it didn't necessarily hurt, but it did, I didn't like it, you know? And, um, I just was like, Hey, you need to stop that. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. And afterwards, you know, I had, I had to have a conversation with him and I was like, Hey dude, like in that moment, I almost like stopped our entire sexcapade. Like I almost, I like had to stop myself from getting really mad at you. Like, I know you didn't do this on purpose, but I've asked you multiple times, like, don't touch my feet and I need you to not touch my feet. And especially when I'm tied up and I'm giving you that much power, like I need you to not do that. And, you know, it, it was very hurtful and I kind of like got to tears, like when I was talking to him about it, but it's just, it feels very disrespectful when somebody, you know, has that level of power in that position in sex like that. And they aren't respecting something that you've asked that you've had a hard boundary around, Um, you know, and then he even like asked like, hey, like, can I try this? And I was like, nope, it was something with my butt. I forgot what it was. And I was just like, no, hard no. And I was like, in those two moments, I really just wanted to fucking walk away and punch you (laughs) like I was so angry. And he's like, oh, shit, like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I was just trying to test your boundaries. And I was like, cool. Well, if you want to test my boundaries, you can go about it this way. And I explained that to him. And then I was like, those two are hard, hard-nosed, don't even ask, don't ever ask. If I want to explore something, I will let you know. You know, so it's about having conversations like that and being okay with that and your partner being okay if you get angry or if you get hurt. And you have to be okay if you get angry or, you know, hurt. Because as you're exploring these things, you know, you're learning ways to communicate you're learning how to navigate the other person and what they like and their psychology for him I could basically kind of do anything for the most part (laughs) you know and it's about learning that the other person isn't like that and that's a learning curve you know I think there's a point where you get to where it gets mastered but because we're still kind of new to it learning and we're not being guided by anybody we're literally just you know exploring it ourselves um I know there's coaching courses on it and stuff like that like You know, you just don't really know what to expect until you get there, and then you have to have the conversation about it, and that can be uncomfortable. So it's like, don't let... For me, it was always like I didn't actually want to try things because I was so scared of what my reaction was going to be, and if I was going to end up turned off, or if I was going to turn him off, or if I was going to feel really uncomfortable, I didn't know how to express that. You know, and so what all of this really comes back down to is me being able to be comfortable enough with myself me loving myself enough to be able to speak up for what I want and speak up for what I don't want and having those hard conversations knowing that you might be letting the other person down knowing that you might hurt somebody else and you know make them it, it might have him feel really bad like he felt awful last night and it's just you know about it just being okay you know you have to be comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations if you're going to be happier in life. It's just it's just the way that it is, and especially with your sex life. Um, are there any other ways that my sex life has really changed? We did get a question from one of you guys, and we'll probably dive deeper into it when I do the podcast with both of us, but um, somebody asked us, like, what do you do to keep your sex life um, alive or, you know, exciting? <sighs> For me, I think the answer really happens outside of the bedroom. I think it's like making sure that we're excited by our life, making sure that we're excited by each other and feeling like I have to be excited by you as a human, I have to feel challenged by you as a human, I have to be intrigued by your actions and your choices and your career and the way you do life in order for me to want to continue to giving to, to give a fuck about our sex life. So for me it always starts outside of the bedroom. And then from there, bringing that energy inwards. Because if I don't feel excited by you in life, I'm not going to give a fuck to make our sex life better. But for me and Joe, like we've just gone through so much and I feel challenged by him and his intellect and his level of awareness and his level of spirituality. Like I'm just turned on by him outside that, of course, I want to make the sex life better. Right. So that's one thing. Um, And I don't know what that answer would be for him. I'm curious to know. But when it comes to like actual sex itself I think we just constantly ask each other like you know what would you like more of and usually it's not during sex sometimes he'll ask me I feel weird during that during sex doing that so like I normally have the conversations outside but I'm like hey what did you really like what would you have liked more of um you know is there any way that I could dress up or act that would make you really excited today you know and sometimes we just like look at each other and I make sure that he knows that I need to be told how sexy I am 85,000 times a day. I'm like, dude, even if you've already told me, even if, like, you know, you just said it and you find me really sexy in a moment, I want you to tell me. (laughs) Like, I just like that uh, confirmation continuously. So I think having experiences like that is really important, like knowing what kind of turns the other person on. Um, For me, also, I have to be really connected to you in general before I fuck you so like if he's on his phone a lot and he's working a lot or you know we're just kind of mindlessly watching tv or we're spending a lot of time with other people but not ourselves which usually rarely happens because we don't have very close friends and um family out here we have some but not a lot but you know if that's happening I'll often feel disconnected from and I'll let him know like hey I really want to you know fuck you it's been a little while um but I need to feel more connected to you and then we work on that um But especially in the bedroom, like, just knowing what I like and just blatantly telling him when I'm not in sex feels really comfortable to me. So I'll let him know, like, hey, I really like when you do this. I really like when you play with my boobs. I really like when you kiss me like this over this can you please do that more I'm like literally you could just do that the whole time and I'd be fine <laughs> you know so really just being open about that and for me that came with like honoring it like honoring the fact that I got to feel good honoring the fact that sex wasn't just about making him come or making a baby which is you know one of our goals right now just really honoring the fact that I, I want to feel really good I want to feel really sexy I want to feel like a porn star but like my own version of it um and then like constantly new sex toys we've been trying which has felt really cool and really fun um what do we have we have the flogger like i said we have blindfolds we have multiple types of handcuffs we have (laughs) um restraints like on the bed they're actually not restraints they are uh robe uh robe belts belts from the robes (laughs) tied to the bottom of our bed that we then tie to our hands and our feet um one day we'll actually get a setup for now it's kind of just get on it's the way that it is um we have the egg which like goes in your vagina I don't really like that people like wear it when they're out and like it comes with the remote and like the other person can like turn it on or whatever for me I don't really feel anything I don't know why maybe it's just not strong enough um but Joe likes it in his butt so that's what we do there um <laughs> we got a vibrator with like uh one of the things for like your clit stimulus um, that was pretty cool, but I definitely wanted... Th- I know that they have different ones, and I kind of want to see... They have ones that, like, pulse, and yeah, I want to see those, or try those, rather. Um, we have, like, a paddle uh, whip thing. Is that it? I think we have a few other things. Oh, yeah, we have, like, different restraints where he can, like, tie my... Uh, he can connect my hands kind of to this thing that also connects to my neck or he can tie that around my back um yeah there's we definitely have a few other things and then I have a lot of like lingerie and clothing some things that he really likes that I feel dumb in but like I don't mind wearing it for him like schoolgirl stuff not a fan but he really likes it so I'll put on some glasses and stuff I won't role play where I'll act like a schoolgirl that's I, I don't deal with the whole role playing thing that doesn't feel really good um, it feels really awkward, and I'm just not into it. It's not sexy, <laughs> although I, I'm pretty sure I had like a cop outfit one time that I wore for Halloween and stuff like that. Again, I don't. I don't really like it. He does though, but I'm just like, nah, we're not doing that. There's other stuff we could do, and he's like, okay. Um, and then there's just like nice lingerie stuff. So like, I'll wear like a nice um, pantyhose and like a really nice bra, which he really likes. Sometimes I put on heels and you know we just do our best to challenge it you know I don't think we I mean sometimes we have just like regular sex or like passionate sex or whatever but a lot of times at least recently we've been craving more of like kinkiness and so yeah I think it's good to have like a repertoire of what you go through and that's really important for me you know, as well as to feel connected outside of the bedroom, really connected outside of the bedroom is really important. Um, And then confident and comfortable with yourself, you know, times when he's gone through bad body image issues, and times when I have, or we just weren't nourishing ourselves well, and then we would get home and, you know, want to fuck, but like, you know, feel our stomach's extremely distended and just not feel good from the food we eat, like, that's not sexy, you know, so we don't really have experiences like that anymore, for the most part, we're not perfect, you know sometimes we overeat and stuff like that, but for the most part we we make it a point to always nourish ourselves really well, even when we go out so that we have good quality food. We're not just overeating on crap that's going to make us feel bad and you know just really honoring our bodies in that way. I don't think there's a need to really overeat in my life anymore. Um, I used to do it very, very often whenever I would go out to eat, I would just get super fucking stuffed. Um, But now it's just, like, we get whatever, make sure it's good quality, and I don't overeat. Um, There's also never multiple days where, like, we're not doing things that make us feel good. So I think that making sure that you really prioritize um, how good you feel in your life and in your health every single day is really important. And that's where Inside Out comes in because... You can't feel sexy if you're constantly dishonoring your body in terms of the way you're treating it, in terms of the way you're talking to yourself and the way you feel internally and the way that you're moving. It's just such an important part. And it's not that you necessarily have to work out more. It might be that you have to shift your relationship with it. It's not that you necessarily have to change your body. It might just be that you have to shift your relationship with it. It's not even necessarily that you have to macro count or eat less carbs or anything like that. It might just be that you have to shift your relationship with, with food. And typically when you do this... So Inside Out isn't necessarily a weight loss program or body change program. But typically what I see is that people have this ideal body that they like envision in their head. And it's usually some version of like a sexy and strong and lean version of yourself. And typically when we make the changes that I present to you in Inside Out... Um, the body ends up getting there. You end up manifesting it. You end up creating it. And it's not from a place of um, self-hate. It's not from a place of severe restriction. It's not from a place of restricting and then binging and having cheat days and all of these things. It's from a place of learning what your body needs. And when your body gets what it needs, it actually looks the way you want it to. Uh, it might not be your smallest ever, and it might not be you know your leanest ever. Um, you can make those changes if you want, but you have to prioritize how good you fucking feel every day and that's really the goal of Inside Out, because in order to feel sexy, it's not just getting your leanest, it's about really nourishing yourself fucking well, um, and moving well, and honoring yourself, so you can get that using the link down below, or go to johnnyagresta.com slash inside dash out, um, I'll leave that open for about the next week or so, and then I have not decided how or when I'm going to be launching it in the future, but um, So yeah, if you have any questions, I'm here for you. I love you. I hope you have an amazing weekend, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about my sex life. (laughs) Bye, guys.